Hello, I am Bob Bostock. You are listening to Discover DEP, the New Jersey Department of Environmental Protection's official podcast. Each week, we will provide you with timely information about how DEP protects and preserves New Jersey's air, water, land, and natural and historic resources. Please feel free to add this podcast to your iTunes or RSS feed. You can also follow DEP on the web at nj.gov DEP. Thanks for listening. Hi, this is Bob Bostock, and welcome to another edition of Discover DEP. You can download Discover DEP and subscribe to future editions through iTunes and Google Play. Today we are joined by Dan Kennedy, Assistant Commissioner of Water Resources Management here at DEP, to discuss water conservation measures. We recently interviewed Jeff Hoffman, New Jersey State Geologist, to discuss the drought watch. Now that watch has turned into a warning across much of the state. With reservoir levels dropping and rainfall below normal levels, more aggressive measures must be taken to conserve water in the state. And Dan is here to tell us more about this. Thanks, Dan, so much for joining us. Welcome, Bob. Good to be here. Dan, tell us about the drought. What's going on with the drought warning? What counties are under the warning? And what does it mean for the environment? Sure, Bob. Well, the first thing I want to say is that we've got a great competent staff here with great tools. We stay on top of the data around not just reservoir levels, but stream flows, groundwater resources, and uh, we've got an extensive knowledge of the water systems in the state. So whether it's dry or whether it's wet, our staff at the DEP is working with partner organizations like USGS. Uh, That's Rutgers the U.S. University. Geological Survey? That's right. Yeah. And uh, what we do is we make sure we stay on top of the system. Every system has a different story. So what uh, may be challenging uh, conditions in the uh, northern portion of the state, we may see the complete opposite in the southern portion of the state, which is what we see right now. Right now, in general, we have a very dry northeast and northwest portion of the state. Central is dry as well. And further south, you go down to Cape May, we are in much better shape. So we have a system in New Jersey that has uh, drought regions, and we have indicators that we post online at njdrought.org. The public can go on there and understand a little bit deeper what those indicators say. But the indicators are all trending to us saying that we are in a situation where we have to be more careful with the water resources we have left, we have depleted reservoirs. And as a result, Commissioner Martin signed an administrative order at the end of October that gave him under his authority the ability to change some of our permit conditions around. So we keep more of the water in the reservoirs. We reduce some stream flows. This time of year, it's less of an issue from an ecological perspective because the fish are past the point where the, they need as much water as they typically do we were able to reduce some passing flows and reservoir releases so that uh, in a way that working with our natural and historic resource programs to make sure that um, it didn't come at a significant consequence to the ecological features of the state. You mentioned earlier the complexity of getting water into people's homes and into businesses and, and uh, institutions, schools, office buildings and everything. I've been amazed that, you know, we all kind of take for granted you turn on the tap and the water comes out. I've been really amazed at just how complex it is to keep water flowing to everybody who needs it. And the staff that you have uh, really has a lot of experience with understanding how this works to make sure that at some point we don't turn on the tap and no water comes out. Yeah, that's right, Bob. But we also learned some serious lessons from the droughts of the 60s and 80s. And that institutional knowledge exists here at the DEP, how bad it was in the 60s and 80s when we had some drought. What also resulted was a significant amount of investment in our water assets. 
whether it's reservoir systems, new water pipes, new interconnections, new capacity to be able to shift water resources between these systems when one system is challenged and one is perhaps in surplus. So New Jersey as a whole uh, has learned some hard lessons on uh, drought. We've made some significant investments, uh, both in the public sector and the private sector as well. Another part of the story is uh, to complement our um, managers of water assets outside the regulatory framework. Although we have a great staff here, um, it's impossible for us to know uh, where every valve and every little turn in the pipe is. And that's where we rely on our water system professionals, both on the public and the private side. We've got a great partnership with them. So the uh, resources and knowledge and expertise of the DEP is only complemented by that same type of class of employee at the water system level. Right now, 14 counties in New Jersey are in a drought warning, which emphasizes probably more than ever the need to really conserve water. Uh, so we can avoid, if at all possible, going to the next level, which would be a drought emergency. Tell us a little bit about why water conservation is so important at this point, and what are some of the things people can do to conserve water? Sure. Really, the goal is to make sure that the water we have left in reserve stays available in case things get worse. So by conserving water, this time of year during the later fall and winter, it's really targeted to more uh, internal plumbing issues, making good decisions as a resident. Uh, these are the time of year that nobody should have their uh, outdoor sprinkler systems on. They should be off this time of year, uh, absolutely. Up until October with the, the fall we've had, we've had a very warm fall uh, and a very dry fall, uh, which meant that uh, we haven't seen the uh, use data come down for some of these water systems to a point of uh, what you expect this time of year up until perhaps last week. We start to see the levels of water use start to deplete from the uh, consumer side. That's very late. Typically, you start to see that in early October. So as residents and as business owners, we have to think about what we can do, and every drop counts. So uh, we've published at the DEP some good tips and pointers. It's avail available on our njdrought.org website. And then perhaps we can uh, link that uh, material to this uh, podcast as well. Yeah, we'll definitely have that linked. Give us a quick rundown on some of the tips that people can easily do that will save really surprising amounts of water. Sure. Simple things not by not letting your faucets run when brushing your teeth, shaving, or washing the dishes. Just turning off the water while you brush your teeth can save uh, 200 gallons a month. Uh, running washing machines and dishwashers only when they are full or select properly sized uh, wash cycle for the current laundry load. Simple things like that, something that I can do every morning and every day to, to save a little bit of water. And if we all do that, those changes add up. Installing water saver shower heads and faucet aerators in the bathroom and kitchen, um, which are available at most of your home improvement stores or some supermarkets. So if you're thinking about changing out some of your um, plumbing inside your house, those are good things to look for this time of year. It's always a good idea to conserve water. But right now, with these conditions, by conserving water, we can have, perhaps we don't receive the precipitation that we need to stave off an emergency. What can happen is that these efforts can help delay that, that action. We can fix leaky faucets, not washing your car at home. Car wash typically uses much less water and recycles it too. And at the end of the growing season, which we're at now, make sure you go outside, make sure you turn off all your automatic lawn and garden sprinkler systems, make sure any of those pipes aren't leaking, and make sure you're shutting them down for the winter. And I think some of the technologies that you can use in your home uh, have really made great advances. I remember the first time that I installed some low-flow shower heads some years back. It was really very 
uh, it, it wasn't a great solution because the water was hardly coming out at sure. all. But they've made great advances with those things, haven't they? Yeah, they actually have. Thanks to modern-day plumbing code and standards and with redevelopment and repurposing of our built environment in New Jersey, some of the old infrastructure, including some of the old industry that uses very consumptive of water, has been swapped out for more efficient fixtures. So uh, newer homes are affixed with water-saving features automatically because of modern-day plumbing codes and Pretty much, if you walk down the aisle of Home Depot or Lowe's, you're looking for that water saver logo, um, you can get the exact same type of feature that you're looking for. Everyone wants to have that long, hot shower in the morning and have that water pressure and not have to feel like you're at a campground taking a shower. So uh, you can still uh, accomplish that with these water saver appliances. Yeah, so if folks last tried those sorts of things, like the low-flow shower heads you know, 10 years ago, I'd really urge folks to uh, try them now with the more recent developments that have been made in those technologies because I know I installed them again uh, a couple weeks ago when we sure. um, heard about the, the drought situation, and I don't even notice a difference. Right, and then it's only around the corner of the spring, so start thinking about um, your early gardening. Do you have a uh, some sort of rain barrel to capture the water for your gardening? Start thinking about what you're going to do in the spring if it doesn't rain and we have to go under some sort of required um, restrictions for outdoor watering in your municipality. And some municipalities will, on their own accord, based on their, their unique situations and water systems, get out in front of the, the statewide declarations to make sure that they have sufficient water in their local systems. But start thinking about the spring. Start thinking about a, a rain barrel over the winter. Start thinking about fixing those leaky sprinklers that you know are there already. So start thinking ahead and uh, think, thinking about those investments that can only save you money in the long run. And I know you and your team here at DEP have been spending an enormous amount of time making sure that DEP is doing everything it can to not only promote water conservation, but also let communities know what sort of resources are available to them to help them urge their residents to conserve water. Tell us a little bit more about what you're doing both internally here at DEP as well as externally for outreach to our residents and business owners to promote water conservation. Sure. We think uh, municipalities are a key partner in that. So we kicked off last week at the annual uh, League of Municipalities uh, convention uh, an effort to reach out to mayors directly and provide them a, a toolkit of information, including some tips and pointers on how uh, their residents can save water, draft model ordinances that can be adopted locally, information that can be posted, their boards and their local town halls. We were also believe that partnerships with groups like Sustainable Jersey, environmental groups like ANJAC, business community groups like NJBIA uh, are groups that certainly can partner with us to get the message out. We will be implementing a campaign using existing social media tools to make sure that information goes out to our residents and our business owners through connections over social media. And we're going to be putting out pointers over the coming weeks, trying to tell the success stories of our municipalities and businesses and residents that are leading by example by implementing these voluntary measures and making sure that the consciousness of the general public is, is increased over uh, over the coming weeks to make sure that there's a general awareness of the drought conditions and that nobody in the state of New Jersey can claim they're unaware of the conditions we're facing and trying to manage through. And that's so important because this is one of those situations where, as you mentioned earlier, every drop counts, but as well every individual can make a real difference in uh, whether we end up having to go to a drought emergency or not. That's right. That's right. And we are weekly briefing our commissioner and keeping in contact with our water system professionals day to day to make sure that we don't cross any lines of emergency to make it very clear 
We are not uh, in an emergency condition yet. The goal of the warning that's been uh, directed by the Commission applies around sufficient that we don't get into the emergency conditions. Uh, folks may see uh, images of reservoirs that are very low, and it's, that's very true. The reservoirs are very low. But the reservoirs are not looked in isolation. They are looked in uh, concert with the other variables we consider, like stream flow, diverted water from major water resources like the Delaware River. Uh, so all that information together with our water system uh, professionals. Uh, is taken into the calculation to decide whether or not an emergency exists. New Jersey also has a reputation of being very conservative in terms of how we permit out the use of water. So we've got very strong water allocation rules where we do not permit out uh, more water than exists during the drought of records. So we have a very day-to-day -day system in place through our permit program to make sure that we don't approve risky development from a water perspective. That distinguishes us from other states. The other thing that distinguishes ourselves from other states is that New Jersey can work its way out of drought any time of the year. Uh, unlike a state like California, where the rainy season is like a couple couple weeks, maybe two months, and if you don't work yourself out of a drought in a state like California during those during that time, you're in big trouble. In New Jersey, we can get sufficient rain to work ourselves out of a drought any time of the year. So really, the goal is to stave off emergency conditions to the point where that rain will come. And if rain will come again. We don't know when it's going to come. Nobody has that crystal ball. Even though the precipitation professionals in the state are giving us a, uh, a read that the signals are not strong either way. We're going to get a little or a lot of rain, kind of in the middle somewhere. So we're not getting strong signals from those professionals that we do listen to uh, in making our decisions that we're going to be working ourselves out of this anytime soon. So we all have to be vigilant in, uh, in the way we use our water to avoid that emergency condition. So if we do find that despite everyone's best efforts at conservation, the rain just does not come over the next several months and we do have to go to a drought emergency. What sort of things would take place in that event? How would that affect people in their day-to-day -day life and uh, what sort of restrictions would be put in place? Sure. Emergencies are only declared by the governor. The recommendation would come from the DEP to the governor and the governor would decide whether or not the conditions were in place to, to make that call. Uh, if the governor were to make that call, well, the big change there is that we start to see mandatory requirements on water conservation and outdoor water use. That could be very impactful to our residents come the spring. So that would be the first phase. And then um, as the conditions uh, would continue to deteriorate, uh, we would then have to ramp up those, those restrictions to indoor plumbing, other industrial uses. It would have an impact to the uh, businesses and homeowners of the state uh, that we would do our best to minimize but could not avoid because of the situation with the water supply. So that just highlights uh, really the importance of water conservation. We can't do anything about the rainfall or the precipitation, but we can do a lot about conservation. And That's that really right. highlights how important that is. Sure. I understand that over the past several years, DEP has been managing its water resources management responsibilities a little different from it uh, handled those responsibilities in the years past. Can you tell us a little bit about some of those changes? Sure. It's certainly something I can't take credit for directly. Uh, when Commissioner Martin came on board to the seat that he's in right now, he made the decision to consolidate the uh, operational uh, programs of water resource management under one assistant commissioner. Previously, those uh, operations were handled through different management strategies, and the department had been accused of not being well-coordinated when it comes to water quality, drinking water resources, and our water monitoring standards program. And then also the, uh, the relationship we have with the Environmental Infrastructure Trust actually invest in and solve water resource problems. So right now, I have the honor to serve uh, the commissioner and the governor in this role to manage all of those programs together. 
so we can vet issues, consider a range of options, and not have to make tremendous sacrifices in any of those important resources because we're pretty well coordinated. So we have all of those, uh, when it comes to the science and standards, when it comes to the permits, when it comes to the decisions on water allocation, when it comes to decisions on discharge standards, and also when it comes to targeting the appropriate use of our state revolving fund resources through the Environmental Infrastructure Trust to solve those programs. Uh, at this point, we're starting to really come into our own as an organization of water resource management and better meeting the needs of New Jersey. Uh, water resource management issues aren't going to be solved by any term or any uh, uh, timeline that um, would respect politics or the political cycle. Many of the issues that we have here in New Jersey are uh, long-standing, inherited issues. Um, New Jersey is one of the original 13, has some of the oldest infrastructure in the state by its nature, um, and also so, so we have some of the biggest challenging water resources in, in the state and perhaps in the world. So the only way to do it well and use our limited resources the smartest way possible is to be very well coordinated. So I think that the biggest change is that we are very well coordinated. We're making decisions together. We also coordinate very well with our other assistant commissioner program areas, whether it's land use, um, whether it's our natural and historic resources. Uh, we are really, under Commissioner Martin's leadership, managing these resources uh, the most effective way that uh, we have in the past. And I think that that makes us better prepared perhaps than ever before to meet the challenges that the drought conditions are posing here in the state of New Jersey. Yeah, we, we certainly have all the tools that we need to address the situation, and uh, we, we stand ready to make uh, recommendations moving forward and working with our partners to make sure that the impact of the conditions we're facing is minimized and mitigated to the greatest extent we can. I think that... Uh, particularly having had the opportunity to sit in on some of your briefings, your and your staff briefings of the commissioner and what's going on. Uh, I will never again take for granted uh, the water coming out of my tap and uh, am much more mindful than ever before of the fact that truly every drop does count. Good. We at least have one convert. Well, and I suspect you've got many more. Sure. We have in the description of this podcast links to all of the websites that Dan mentioned earlier. We urge you to check them out. And to remember as you go forward, particularly through this holiday season, every drop does count. All of this working individually can make a real difference in helping conserve water and avoiding um, more stringent conditions as we move forward. So Dan, thank you so much for taking time out of what I know is your very, very busy day to share some of your insights and knowledge and advice on how we can all do our own part during this time of drought. Thank You're you. welcome and thanks everyone for listening. Thanks for listening to Discover DEP. If you have comments on the podcast or ideas for future podcast topics, please email us at podcast at dep.nj.gov. Enjoy the rest of your day.